It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Balls, your daily Tennessee Volunteers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey everybody, welcome in. This is Locked On Balls. Thank you for being here. My name is Josh Ward. I am uh, playing hurt a little bit today. The voice has gone out here in the last couple of days. It is coming back. There has been a lot of saltwater gargling, tea, and water consumption, I can tell you, over the last couple of days. But uh, there's a lot to get to, so I'm going to do that right here on Locked on Balls. I appreciate you being here. As uh, with right now, Tennessee football, the offseason, recruiting is a big focus. You're going to hear some updates on Tennessee's attempt to land some big-time players in-state in the 2020 class. I'll get to that in the first segment of the show. Austin Price of AllQuest sharing some insight on Tennessee's goals for this 2020 class and the need to land some defensive linemen in this 2020 class from inside the state of Tennessee. That's coming up in the first segment. In the second segment, the NBA Draft Combine is underway. Tennessee has three players there. Admiral Schofield, Grant Williams, and Jordan Bone. Rick Barnes talks about those three players going through the process and also provides a little clarity on the status of Jordan Bone. Right now, I would say do not expect him back. Rick Barnes' comments on Jordan Bone will help explain why I say that. That's coming up in the second segment of the show. And in the third and final segment, I'll talk about Tennessee's offensive line a very important position this upcoming year. Will Friend will talk about last year dealing with injuries and Tennessee trying to find its best five offensive linemen. That's all right here on Locked On Vols, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, which you can find on the brand new Himalaya app as well as Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, and anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can find Locked On Vols. So Tennessee earlier this week missed out on Tate Ratledge, the offensive lineman from Rome, Georgia, and I think that caused some frustration among Tennessee fans because Tennessee has missed on a number of important players that have considered schools like Georgia, like Alabama. Now Tennessee has won some battles. Tennessee has some players who have signed with Tennessee recently, especially up front, Wanya Morris, Darnell Wright, Kavaris Crouch at linebacker, who could have gone to any of those schools. Jalen McCullough, a very highly touted player, who signed at safety. But Tennessee needs to land more of those players. And another, I guess, part concern has been that Tennessee did not have a big year in 2019 in the state of Tennessee. Now, some of those guys Tennessee did not go after, but some Tennessee did. Tennessee went after Zion Logue. He chose Georgia. Tennessee went after Bill Norton. He chose Georgia. Tennessee went after Joseph Anderson. He chose South Carolina. Those were just misses for Tennessee in state in the 2019 class. That's something that needs to change in 2020, which is what I talked to Austin Price about on Sports 180 on Monday as Austin joined the show to talk about Tennessee and the latest in recruiting. Here's what Austin had to say when the question leading into this is, should there be any concern right now? If so, how much with recruiting for 2020? This is Austin Price of AllQuest. I think there should be some quiet concern i mean like it is just may um you know and you look at everybody everybody does it differently there are some schools that have the late flurry there are some places that stockpile early and then basically coast uh at clemson's the, it kind of became the school that coasts 
you know, they, they load up their class early and then, you know, they, they kind of just, you know, you know, go about their business and start working towards future classes. Um, but, uh, you know, Tennessee's one that, that, you know, I expect, you know, once they, you know, were to get a commitment or two, especially with the in-state group, group I think that there's liably, likely to be a, a domino effect. Uh, Tennessee did pick up a commitment from Art Green, a junior college corner uh, out of Hutchison, uh, out in Kansas. Tennessee's obviously, you know, made a play there before with guys like Cordero Patterson and uh, Alvin Kamara. But uh, Tennessee's looking to try to uh, fill out the high school ranks, the prep ranks, as best they can. They need a little mojo. They need a little momentum. And right now, it's kind of stagnant. It's eerily quiet. Talking to Austin Price, VolQuest.com, and you you mentioned a few uh, specific names, but big picture, how big of a priority is in-state recruiting for Tennessee, do you think, in 2020 and early on? It is still the middle of May. Where do you think things stand overall inside the state this year? I, you know, I think Tennessee's in a good spot. When you look from east to west, you know, you, you look here at Knoxville Catholic, Cooper Mays, and Tyler Barron. I, neither one of those guys are done to the Vols, but I think that they're, they're still in a positioned well. Down Chattanooga, you've got Jay Hardy in the mid-states. You've got a guy like Keyshawn Lawrence. Then from west of that is you know, in Dixon County, there's Trayvon Ripka. And then, of course, we talk about Morris out in Memphis. And you know, then Tennessee's trying to get in the, the mix more firmly for a guy like Omari Thomas at Briarcrest. And then you'll, you'll see some more in-state guys you know, arrive on campus over the next uh, three four weeks as Tennessee starts to host camp. To me, the next three or four weeks for Tennessee is uh, uber important because I think that they've got to really kind of start to get some momentum. You don't want to enter the month of July kind of with where you're at right now. You hope the month of June is big for you. When you hit the camp circuit, some kids start to take a few more official visits, and then they start to try to wind their recruitment down a little bit because now instead of you know, starting to wind it down in the fall. Kids are winding it down in the summer because of the early signing period. You'll start to see some dominoes come off the board, Morris being one of them, likely to come off uh, late this summer. How much does Tennessee just need better results on the field to help them on the recruiting trail, which obviously would be months away before the season even begins? It's a delicate balance, Josh, ultimately, because when you really look at the, the grand scheme of how this thing plays out, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? You know, they need on-field success to help land recruits. But in my mind, Tennessee can't ill afford to wait that long to really kind of get this thing going. So they've got to get somebody. And really, to me, it all starts with the in-state class. You've got to get, you know, Jay Hardy, Rivka, Barron, those kind of guys in the boat because, one, they play positions of need, defensive line, and then, two, to me, they're the core group of your class. Just my opinion. And I would say that Austin's opinion is shared. Tennessee needs to land those highly touted defensive linemen in state in 2020. And you can land players outside the state. But when you have somebody like Reggie Grimes, who's the number one ranked player in the state of Tennessee, you're battling Alabama. That's going to be very difficult. Jay Hardy from down in Chattanooga. Uh, Tyler Barron. He's in Knoxville at Catholic High School. Tennessee's in a good position there. And then on the offensive line, Chris Morris out of Memphis, Cooper Mays at Catholic, some names that were being brought up there, all very important for Tennessee. That is the, I think, biggest focus for Tennessee in this class. It's still very early. That's why right now if Tennessee misses out on Tate Rattledge at Georgia, that creates slight concern. I would agree with 
what Austin said there to begin that conversation. Your goals are to win championships. And if you're going to try to win championships, you have to beat out Georgia, Alabama, Florida, LSU, Auburn for those players. How often do I bring that up? All the time. But that's because it's important, and it's important to Jeremy Pruitt. He would say the same thing as well. So it's still very early. This is the middle of May with the 2020 class. I said this earlier in the week. I might bring it up next week. Still a long way to go. And if Tennessee has a big year in-state, if Tennessee goes and lands a lot of these in-state players that Tennessee covets, then I think Tennessee will do well. If you look at the composite ranking from 247 Sports, the state of Tennessee has six players inside the top 100 nationally. You want to go get those players. You want to keep those players from going to play for your rivals. That's another part of this as well. If Tennessee misses on Reggie Grimes and he signs with Alabama, well, that hurts double. That's part of the reason that the Tate Ratledge loss hurts. On Monday, Justin Rogers is scheduled to announce his decision. He's out of Michigan, but the lineman is expected to choose Kentucky. Georgia has been in there. Tennessee is a finalist. Tennessee would love to pull off the upset, but if he's going to play for another SEC East school, not only does he not play for you, you have to then face him. That does not make things easier. So winning those battles will no doubt be crucial for Tennessee's coaches. The show continues here, Locked on Vols. Thanks so much for hanging out today. Thanks to everybody who has rated and reviewed the show. If you have time to go to iTunes, five-star ratings are always appreciative. Leave my voice issue out of it if you don't mind. Uh, But big thanks to everybody who has rated and reviewed the show so far. If you do have time to uh, go there and leave a rating, that's uh, greatly appreciated. It's Locked On Vols here covering what's going on with Tennessee, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. The number one thing going on with Tennessee's basketball program right now is the NBA Draft Combine. And that's because you have Grant Williams and Jordan Bone there, Admiral Schofield as well. Admiral, of course, has moved on as a graduating senior. Grant Williams and Jordan Bone still have the opportunity to come back. On Sports Talk on WNML in Knoxville on Wednesday, Rick Marnes joined the show, Tennessee's head coach, to talk about those guys. Coming up in just a moment, Rick provides a little clarity on Jordan Bone's status and how it's different from Grant Williams right now. But this is what Rick Barnes said about how the draft process has gone for the three players so far who are at the Combine. You also have Kyle Alexander hoping to be drafted. He was not invited to the Combine, but has been able to do individual team workouts and will continue to have that opportunity. But Rick Barnes talking about those players going through the uh, draft Combine on Sports Talk in Knoxville. You know, they've had some good good days, some days okay, and some days maybe they like to do better. They are at the Combine, and, I, and we're proud of that. The fact that the three guys that we have at the Combine right now, they came in, and three years ago that uh, or four years ago with Admiral's situation, I don't think anybody would have thought that. You go back to Duke's three players, if they would have, uh, you know, people would have been shocked 
if they weren't invited to the combine, the three that they have there right now, and I probably some other uh, players like that. But what I'm proud of is the fact that our guys, there's no magic dust that we have that we can sprinkle on them. They've come in, they've worked hard, and they've shown that there's a lot of different ways to get to that level. And I'm, and I'm proud of the work ethic that these guys have done. We're pulling for them this week to do the best they can do because their goal, the ultimate goal, is to get to the highest level and play. And we just hope they do well. And then whatever the decision they think they have to make at this point in time in their career, they, they, they're going to have to make it. And so two of those guys still have a decision to make, Jordan Bone and Grant Williams. Do they for sure want to stay in the draft? May 29th is the deadline to decide if they will stay in the draft or not. And remember, there is the option to return to college if a player is undrafted and maintains his amateur status. That's something to keep in mind. Players cannot just accept all the gifts that they want to. They can't have everything paid for throughout the entire draft process and then still be eligible to return to college. But as long as they have maintained amateur status, there is more flexibility for players to be able to return to college. Grant Williams is planning to make his decision this weekend on Saturday, according to Andy Katz and Allie LaForce after they interviewed him earlier this week. But here's what Rick Barnes said about Grant and Jordan, the positions that they are in as they're going through the draft process with the option of returning to college. This is what Rick told Sports Talk on WNML on Wednesday. Yeah, well, you know, you always talked about it before they go into it, and once they get into it, once they get with agents, to be quite honest with you, Jimmy, that's that's who they're going to talk to most of the time. And they, and they, uh, especially Grant, you know, Grant has uh, gone about it a little bit different way in terms of the way he uh, wanted to approach his deal, where he does have an agent, and uh, but Grant has kept us informed. But I think that Jordan Bones thought from the very beginning that he was going to go into the draft with the intentions of staying there, and. Um, that's, so we've, we've had much more contact with, with Grant than we have with, with uh, Jordan. But, uh, but uh, both of those guys, have, you know, they still have their teammates that they, they, they talk to, obviously. But uh, this is a big week up there for them. And, uh, again, all we hope is that they get the right information and uh, that uh, the decision they make is the right one for them. So it sounds like you would not anticipate Bone coming back. Is that accurate? I, I, yeah, we we felt that all along. Yeah, okay. You know, we have. I mean, he. I mean, that's pretty much when he left. That's that was his thought process. And what I'm proud of, though, all those guys did everything that they were supposed to do academically to make sure that they protected our program and the fact that we didn't lose an APR point. And that right there might be as big a thing as they did in their career because we know that they've made an unbelievable impact with our program. But the fact that when they chose to make these decisions. They, they did the right things academically to, to, to make sure that, again, we didn't lose an APR point. So as Rick Barnes says there, their feeling all along has been that Jordan Bone is not coming back. That's why I've said that I think it would take a change of heart. It would take Jordan Bone for sure changing his mind. When he declared for the draft, it was different from Admiral Schofield a year ago. Admiral went into the draft very much making it clear that he needed to be a first-round pick to stay in the draft. And we all knew that he was not going to be. Admiral knew that he wasn't going to be. So he used the process to his advantage to learn more about it, get better, and come back for a senior year at Tennessee. Grant's in a different position because he could be a first-round pick. He needs some assurances, I think. And again, we're going to get 
a final determination from Grant this weekend, it looks like, on what he's going to do, stay in the draft to return for his senior year, Jordan is different. Jordan said when he declared for the draft that he was all in. He told Evan Daniels, 247 Sports, that his intention was to remain in the draft. We have not heard that yet from Grant Williams. We could this weekend, and nobody's going to be surprised if Grant stays in the draft with so many people saying that he's a first-round pick, but we have not heard that yet. We never heard that from Admiral, obviously, because he did not stay in the draft. He returned to Tennessee. Jordan has said that he intends to stay in the draft, and Rick Barnes expects Jordan Bone to stay in the draft. So if he changes his mind, that'd be huge for Tennessee, but that's what it would be. It would be Jordan Bone changing his mind according to him and according to Tennessee's head coach, and that's a tough loss. Uh, With Tennessee missing on Jalen Cohn earlier this week, the uh, point guard who chose Virginia Tech, Tennessee's in a position where they have Lamonte Turner back, they have Jordan Bowden back, they have Josiah James uh, coming in. He's now on campus, uh, the highly touted true freshman. Tennessee can be fine there, but I would recommend Tennessee find another guard. Or Tennessee needs Jalen Johnson to be able to step up and play, I would say, a much larger role. Tennessee was just a little too thin at guard this past season. Tennessee really wasn't able to replace James Daniel. Remember, they tried last offseason by getting a commitment from Quan Four, but he ended up going to Louisville. Tennessee wanted another guard, fell a little short there. I would say Tennessee would like to get a little more help this upcoming season, but Tennessee, again, can be fine with Lamonte, Jordan, and Josiah. I would just say a little more depth. You never know if you deal with an injury. Lamonte has had multiple surgeries. He's, he's dealt with issues with his shoulder. What if something happens again? Then Tennessee could be in a troubling position. So if Jordan Bone were to change his mind and come back, that would be big for the Vols. But the expectation by Tennessee's head coach, and I think just about everybody around the program, is that Jordan Bone will remain in the draft. And if he's drafted, then of course he can't come back. And even if he goes undrafted, it's likely that Jordan remains a professional. Coming up in the final segment of Locked on Vols, shifting back to football. Will Friend, Tennessee's offensive line coach, will talk about the challenges Tennessee dealt with a year ago not having a fully healthy offensive line. And I'll look at what the projected starting offensive line might be for 2019. That's coming up next right here on Locked on Vols, your team every day. You can find the show every day on the brand new Himalaya app. If you go to your app store, you can download Himalaya and with their personally curated playlists, brand new features all the time, you can follow Locked on Vols. So go to your app store and download the new Himalaya app. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Before I get to the projected starting offensive line for Tennessee in 2019, How about a little bit of a look back to 2018, the first year for Jeremy Pruitt, the first year for Will Friend, Tennessee's offensive line coach, to be working with this offensive line. This upcoming year, 
there's a very good chance it looks much different from what we saw this past season with newcomers coming in and other players potentially developing to have a better chance to start. There's more competition for 2019. That was lacking at times last year. This is what Will Friend said when he met with the media during the spring, Tennessee's offensive line coach, talking about just what 2018 was like, coaching an offensive line that dealt with injuries, that had to move pieces around. Remember, Trey Smith had to leave the team there before the South Carolina game and missed the final month of the season after the blood clots reappeared. Will Friend talking about 2018, coaching this offensive line. Well, you know, I, I think you, you had a lot of young guys, and, you know, probably the toughest thing we had is, is you really didn't get to practice with a lot of them until the first game, and then and then there were changes throughout the deal because of injuries that we know about, and, and um, just really never, nothing was ever set in stone, and, and you know that's one of the things that's got to be important for us that we've got to we got to do early, and, and I think that they've got to realize the the next six weeks leading up to when they come back to for summer workouts and things in the summer, and the things they got to do on their own are important because we need to find out who the, the best five are early. The quicker you can find that out and, and go with that, the, the better you'll be. And, and we really never got that going last year. Yeah, I mean, you guys saw it, and then and then you had to change after after you kind of threw that group together. So it, it was tough, but, uh, you know, that's that's part of it. we got to be better. And I, I think the guys, that, you know, you, you kind of worried going into the spring, you know, last year was learning a new offense. Now you're new, learning a new offense again. And, and to be honest with you, they've probably done a better job uh, this year than they did a year ago with, with learning how to play within within our system. Tennessee offensive line coach Will Friend. Now, I do not mean to make this segment an excuse session, and I don't think Will Friend was doing that. Injuries affected them. Losing Brandon Kennedy after the first game affected Tennessee's offensive line. We also don't know how he would have performed. Brandon still has to show that he can play at a high level. He's likely to be Tennessee's starting center this upcoming year, but he only has one start under his belt in his college career. That was against West Virginia, and it wasn't a great performance. But it affected them. They had to shuffle some pieces around. Ryan Johnson, was he ready to be Tennessee's starting center? Not sure about that. So it just it was a factor in Tennessee's offensive line performing as poorly as it did at times. Doesn't mean that Tennessee was going to have a great offensive line if Kennedy stayed healthy and if Trey Smith had not had to leave the team. I, I would say the opposite. I would say it still would have been a pretty rough offensive line for Tennessee in 2018. But now that guys have been able to be healthier, Tennessee's offensive line was much healthier this spring than I think it's been in a while. Plus one, year Morris is, is at Tennessee. Darnell Wright's coming in in the summer. I'll get to that in a moment. They're still going to move guys around. They've moved Jerome Carvin around from guard to center. Jameer Johnson has played guard and tackle. Guys have played left and right on the left and right side. Those are things that they work on. Injuries affect where guys are going to be, so they need to be ready to move around. That's something else that Will Friend, Tennessee's offensive line coach, talked about. You know, we try to play them in enough positions that, that it doesn't affect their play, but they can also be able to go somewhere where you can always get your best five guys out there. At times last year, I, you know, that was tough to do. And, and so hopefully, you know, a Jerome playing center, you know, and getting these 15 days where it's like, hey, man, that's what you're playing you know, uh, if something, you know, were to happen to BK again, knock on wood, or Ryan, or whoever is the starting center, 
uh, now you've got a guy that, that's got something to go back on instead of just praying that another guy doesn't get hurt, I guess is a good way of putting it. So um, that's our job to get them in those positions without putting too much of demand on where they can't, you know, in progress in their original position. But, uh, you know, we'll continue to do that. And, and as we recruit and get more numbers in here to build this thing up. And that's another part of it as well. Tennessee needs to continue to recruit at a high level on the offensive line. Here is David Ubbins' projected starting offensive line at the Athletic. And I think it's probably close to being accurate. Starting offensive line left to right. Left tackle, Wanye Morris, then Jameer Johnson, Brandon Kennedy, Karon Calbert, and Darnell Wright. So that would be two true freshmen starting. Here would be your second team offensive line. Marcus Tatum could play left or right. So could Nathan Niehaus. So those would be your two backup tackles. At guard, you have Ryan Johnson and Jerome Carvin. And then one of those two guys could be a backup center. You also have available Riley Locklear. He has playing experience. He's somebody that could help um, if you deal with injuries in the middle of your offensive line on the interior. And then you also have Chris Okparogane, a true freshman on scholarship. They have Ollie Lane and Melvin McBride. Uh, Ollie will be a redshirt freshman. Melvin McBride, a true freshman coming in this summer. And then Trey Smith is a wild card. Right now, Tennessee is planning to play football without him. If Trey were to be cleared and able to play football this fall, he's, of course, going to be a starter. But right now... Tennessee cannot plan on that. So I think from a personnel standpoint, Tennessee is better off than it was a year ago. If Karon Calbert can stay healthy, I think Tennessee's coaching staff likes him a lot. That is an if. Can he stay healthy? We'll see. Of course, you hope that he's able to. You hope that everybody's able to stay healthy. But a healthier offensive line means a deeper offensive line, and I think it's a more talented offensive line than it was a year ago with Morris and Wright arriving can it be a better offensive line can it be a good enough offensive line well that's something we're going to talk about a lot this offseason that is going to do it for Locked on Vols today thanks so much for being here continue to download and subscribe I appreciate all the support on the show keep spreading the word telling Tennessee fans about Locked on Vols part of the Locked on Podcast Network I'm going to go drink a little more tea and honey and uh, gargle some salt water. The next Locked on Vols podcast is scheduled for Monday. We should have word from Grant Williams on what he is going to do, and I'll talk about the latest with Tennessee football as well. Right here on Locked on Vols. I'll see you next time. tournament is almost here and listening to locked on college basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket so don't wait find locked on college basketball on youtube or wherever you get your podcasts part of the locked on podcast network your team every day